Joining us now in our studios from the Northfield Public Library, just right across the street, it's our neighbor, Natalie Draper. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Joe. Welcome to uh, the KYMN studios. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me. How was your Halloween? It was good. It was good. We could use a few more trick-or-treaters at my house, just so folks know. We're giving out with a good candy. They don't, you know, Madison Street. I recall when I was uh, a young lad, <laughs> that was not recently, but <laughs> we would go everywhere. We'd go oh, to everybody's neighborhood. I mean, you'd trick or treat until, you know, the people started turning out all the lights. <laughs> so I yeah, this has changed a little bit. I think so. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, hopefully it went well for you. What's Super. going on? It's November. We turn it's the page. Uh, we've got gray rain, Aww. rainy skies, and uh, daylight savings time is going to end in just 48 hours, less than that, 36 yeah. hours or so. So we're starting off on a cheerful note. Yeah. So <laughs> we're transitioning That's into right. hibernation mode here, yeah. and the library plays an important part. And we and do. that for many people. And we have you for this hibernation season that we're coming into. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to share, this is, we're going to call this a PSA. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but audiobooks count as reading. All right. There are I'm plenty, in. okay, okay. <laughs> there are plenty of studies to support this. Um, a 2020 study found no significant difference in comprehension between reading, listening, or reading and listening simultaneously when comparing ebooks and e audiobooks. And then a 2019 Pew study on adult reading habits found the percentage of visual readers of all formats declined between 2016 and 2019, but the percentage of audiobook readers rose during the same period. Um, in fact, it's the only format to see an increase in use. Hmm. Right. And finally, another study from 2020 found that 70% of audio readers do so because they're multitasking, which means that people are busy, but they still want to read. They're in drive. They're in their car they're driving. Car, they're they're, yeah, they're driving. commuting. Yeah. Yep. Even though commuting declined because people started remote working. They still, they're working in the garden. They're making their sourdough bread. They're cleaning the house. They're tending to other things. They're running, they're, they're, they're being active, but they want to listen to a book. So I say, let's relax and give ourselves credit for that work. We work hard enough without feeling guilty about how we read. So audiobooks count as reading. Absolutely. Now, audiobooks, what is the format? I'm, I'm so far behind the times, <laughs> Natalie. I just live in my little cave here and very seldom go so. out. But I'm presuming they're like MP3 type things nowadays. So we have, download, we have lots mm-hmm. of downloadable audiobooks. We have Hoopla, which is um, a great collection. There's tons of them. Lots of new material has been added to Hoopla recently, too. So I encourage people to check it out if they haven't looked in a while. And then Libby is our other app. So those are two apps that we use to provide audiobooks. Um, then we also still have CDs. Mm-hmm. We have CD books. We have a lot of CD books, and they still check out pretty well. But um, one thing that I found, which brings me to my visual aid. You did bring a visual aid. Yes. Yeah. Um, that some folks really want to listen to CD audiobooks again, but they don't really have CD players in their car. If you have a newer Clark car, you probably don't have a CD player in it. Uh-huh. Um, you uh, maybe you know just don't want your for, for a young person, which is actually where the suggestion came from. Was a parent. I love suggestions like this from the community that are just really actionable. Um, it was a suggestion that we had CD players to check out for folks who maybe didn't want their kids on a screen. Mm-hmm. So they, they love that we have downloadable books, but they don't want their kids there with their phone or an iPad all day long listening to it. So they want to just the more analog format. Um, plus, for some people, 
myself included, I get distracted by my phone sometimes when I'm listening to an audiobook and like looking and missing some of what I'm listening to. So it's helpful to have something that isn't a distraction in itself. So it, it's just. So what did you bring there? What is that? This is, that, is a little CD player. We have a couple of these. Like a, a couple is it like a Sony Discman or something? It, that's or? kind of what it looks like. This <laughs> one's actually got its Bluetooth. They're, you know, they've they've game, they've upped their game. The Discman <laughs> has. Um, this is Bluetooth capable. It's rechargeable, so you don't have to plug it in or use batteries. Um, it's pretty simple to operate for most folks. And as you can see from the sticker on the bottom there, uh-huh. this is thanks to the friends of the library. Um, we're so fortunate to have this really supportive group mm-hmm. that allows us to kind of branch out and try something new when it maybe falls outside of our regular budget, right? So this was something we wanted to be able to act on quickly. With a, It was a good suggestion we'd gotten from a couple of different places, from um, older folks who are not as comfortable or familiar maybe with the apps and want the CD player, mm-hmm. um, or younger people who... We don't want to have them on, you know. So those are available reasons. for checkout They're then? available for checkout now. We have three that you can borrow. Um, and then we have two that are going to be part of our home delivery. Program. You can hook that up to like a Bluetooth speaker and you can. and read a book. Yep. It's got a speaker built thought? in, but you can hook it up to your own Bluetooth speakers. And um, this one actually supports MP3s. Mm-hmm. So you can, um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Good They're stuff. Cool, so check right? it out. Yeah. And yeah. you have uh, the audio books on CD. Is that just the old ones or do you still have the new oh, ones? Oh, no, we still buy them. Yep. Oh, They're okay. new. They're still being being released. We have stuff, lots of um, kids' audiobooks and adult audiobooks. Wonderful. Big selection. You know, you mentioned the Friends of the Northfield Public yeah. Library. It's trivia night. Tonight. It's trivia night. This event is so much fun. <laughs> Jessica is a marvelous host. So even if you don't come to play, it's a hoot to watch. Come on out, yeah. Um, hang out with us, get a drink, support the library, and watch your library director lose at trivia. Um, <laughs> Seven o'clock at the Grand. Be there. That is, it's such a fun event. <laughs> so I, I don't have a team together yet. Rich said he couldn't make it, and it was his idea. But uh, I did compete in that for many years. Okay, won it one year. Hey, yeah. All well, right. it was uh, we had some some smart Chicken. people on the team. And, <laughs> The only ones we got wrong were the ones that I insisted were right. Okay. I know I'm right on this one. <laughs> yeah, never trust me. So, <laughs> so you're not going to be a team of one then? I'm, well, I don't know. I'm not ruled. I haven't ruled that oh, out okay. yet. Okay. Well, so we'll see. Well. But anyway, they do wonderful work. We had Bill North on the other day from the yeah, Friends to talk about that. Job. So yeah, good stuff. It's Tonight is at the Northfield Public Library. Just stop on in. Or excuse me, at the Grand. The, yep. the, the, the which is kind of close to the library. It's super close. But yeah. we'll point you to the other direction. If you show up at the library, we'll, we'll take you down there. Yeah. Right. All right. What else do we have? Well, I wanted to let folks know that the Living Treasure Award nominations are still open. Mm-hmm. So if you want to nominate somebody who has made a significant contribution to the city of Northfield through um, through the arts and culture, on behalf of the arts and culture... Um, you can nominate them for this wonderful award. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they'll be honored at the State of the City Address on March 21st. And uh, so the nominees can either be a practitioner in one or more of the arts or an arts and cultural leader, supporter, or advocate. The nomination forums and more information are at northfieldmn.gov forward slash living treasure. It's on the city's website. All right. Those are open until November 13th. And that... Um... 
you have uh, so that's on the city's website. The application's right mm-hmm. there. You just fill in uh, what you what you know about the person and yep. And if you um, if you prefer paper applications, they have them at Fifty North. Mm-hmm. They're partners with us. And at the library, and you can just turn them in there, too. All right. Natalie Draper's with us uh, in charge of the Northfield Public Library. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's talk about what else is coming up this month. you got a lot of things. You brought a couple of pages I in there, front pages and back. Here. Don't worry, I'm not going to read all this. Um, <laughs> we have some really great programs coming up, though, that I wanted to talk about. As you said, this is hibernation season, but you can still get out, and you can still come out and do fun things. Um, we have the perfect program for this time of year, too. Recipes for Life is back. This was a really popular workshop series we did earlier this year um, and last year. But just in time for holiday giving and big family meals, um, make sure to sign up for these workshops online because they do tend to fill up. Um, but a lot of folks have these typed or handwritten recipe cards. Have you seen, you know what I'm talking about? The little three by five cards. Sure. Right? You know, handwritten. <laughs> well, look at me. I'm not I'm a young right. guy. I, I know what a recipe <laughs> card have is. And these are cherished things passed down through generations, mm-hmm. right? So you'll get that box of recipes. And, and maybe they're typed. Maybe they're, they're purchased. They're, they're hand, but sometimes they're annotated by a, a loved one, an aunt, or somebody. But... Um, so any printed family recipe or even words of wisdom from a loved one will do for this. Bring it into the workshop and we will help. Participants will learn how to screen print them and we'll screen print these onto tea towels. And so you can take this with you. So it's a it's a make oh. it there and take it. Um, we learn a little bit about screen printing. We have some really cool tech from a company out of Duluth called Iconart that makes um, silk screening way easier and less messy. Um <laughs> But this has been uh, so wonderful. Like it's a wonderful, like, cross-cultural and intergenerational kind of storytelling and sharing program, too, because people come in with these recipe cards, and they want to talk about them. And I love asking people about, tell me about this recipe. Tell me about, like, the family meal that would never, that wouldn't be the same without that, like, that lapsa <laughs> or that, you know, oh, well, lasagna. Coming up to uh, Thanksgiving and, and oh, Christmas, yeah. I'm sure that's uh, going to be a very popular program right. as it was before. You're pulling out your cookbooks, so look for those <laughs> annotated recipes. My recipe um, was a letter from my grandma to my mom, in which my grandma had transcribed her mother-in-law's potluck staple that she was giving to my mom <laughs> and it was this called impossible quesadilla and it, it was actually a bisquick package recipe but my great grandma <laughs> had like modified it over time and she like it was it was bees dish like it wasn't a bisquick dish it was bees dish. and it was like from the 40s or 50s probably you know but it was this crowd pleaser and so now i make it and but i all have right. it on one of these towels yeah, so it's have just you really gone back fun. to bisquick now or do you do you use i make the... my own bisquick oh, okay all right. fancy, but <laughs> Um, another program that we're super excited. Oh, I'm sorry that I had dates on that one. So that is two two opportunities to take part in that workshop. Wednesday, November 16th at five, and Saturday, November 19th at two. Um, and Got all it. that is on our website. Yep. Now we're really excited about Fidgety Fairy Tales, which is a program for families coming up next Saturday, also on the 12th, um, that gently addresses children's mental health. Worries and anxieties are common in both adults and kids, and living through a pandemic the last two years has certainly touched off new ones. So fidgety fairy tales, brief musicals combine familiar stories, great music, and humor to help kids and grown-ups have important conversations about mental health. Oh, wow. I like like that. Isn't it? Yeah, it's really neat. Um, Fidgety fairy tales. mm -hmm, We've had them before, and it's just a wonderful program. But this is led by theater artists Matt Jensen and Maria Hart. 
a company of teen actors will perform a 15-minute musical version of The Three Little Pigs, um, followed by activities where audience members get to play theater games, build puppets, and create a story together. So this Fun. Is, yeah, this All is right. a production of the Minnesota Association for Children's Mental Health, and registration is required. That is the 12th at 1. All right. Yeah. And once again, more information on the uh, website. Just Google Northfield Public Library. MyNPL.org. Yeah, that's so that's how it is. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. What else do you have? Anything? I do. Um, we have a flamenco class coming up tomorrow. No, wait, that's the fifteenth. <laughs> that's something else tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> the the flamenco class is coming up on the fifteenth. <clears throat> I'm going to recommend that to Rich. I think he could. He would make a good flamenco dancer. I think so. I think you can come and, and either bring a partner. I think they will bring. They will have a have a partner there for you too to dance with. But I've seen pictures from the event. I've never actually gone because I'm a dreadful dancer, and it just I don't need anybody to see that. So, <laughs> um, but I guess I could learn. Um, so this is this is with Susanna De Palma. Um, the class will introduce you to basic rhythms and dance forms of flamenco. Class is appropriate for all ages, fitness, and experience levels. So I don't know what's wrong. I should just go. Just um, a fun class. Yeah, participants right. will explore movement, rhythm, and culture. And that's the 15th, which is a Tuesday at 630. And this is mm-hmm. sort of a continuation of the Minnesota State Arts Board support that we had for Hispanic Heritage. All right. Yeah. We are just about out of okay. time, but if you have anything else, we can mention I that. Think we can wrap it up there. All right. Well, it sounds like a busy month, a hibernation so month. Much. You don't need to hibernate, folks. You no. just need to go to make a few trips to the library and get out and uh, enjoy some of the uh, services and fine programming that they have. Keep your mind and body active. There you the have it. All right. Natalie, thanks for coming in. Thank you, Jeff. Natalie Draper, the Director of uh, Library and Information Services uh, at the Northfield. Uh, did Director I get that right? Services. What's that? Director of Library Services. I okay. Director of Library Services for the uh, Northfield Public Library.